Okay, so obviously there's been some like weirdly quiet but also very loud amount of layoffs happening now in the market in our little space. I don't know if we just like expect them now. If we see these companies on the outside and we're kind of like, oh, that will eventually fail and then it does and then we're not surprised. So like Mm -hmm. we don't make a big stink of it. But I don't understand why LinkedIn is not still. This stuff should be talked about for a longer period of time. And like we should be talking about this because it's pretty fucking bad. And we're not here to speak for the people that were laid off from those companies. But I've been laid off and I want to speak for myself of what my experience was. Our guest this week is one of the smartest people that I've ever worked with. And I love him so much. He's obviously so great at his job because he's one of the smartest people ever. And like, when I say that, I don't say that lately. Like I don't say that a lot, a lot of people, but he is incredibly intelligent. He's super authentic. I think all these things go hand in hand. Like when you're really smart, you're really self-aware, you're super authentic, you're fucking hilarious. Um, And I'm super lucky to just call him a close friend of mine, Devin Pickell. So I had the absolute pleasure of meeting Devin in person when I went to Chicago with Bridge and what a freaking treat. We just had some pizza, shared a vibe. It was a delight. I had some alert. It was disgusting. Um, it was terrible. It's terrible. So, Devin so is that guy though. That's like every time somebody comes to Chicago, he's like, you have to have alert. I'm like, Devin, I hate this about you. If you ever like licked a carpet, that's what Malort tells me. Yeah. Like. But anyway. It's the bottom had- side of a carpet. Yeah, it's so bad. But I had heard of Devin before I had met him because Bridget and him had worked together. Then he was at Next Diva and Devin's currently at Privy where he works with some of my old coworkers from Drift. So like the tech space is very small and people will always know people. And we've been telling you this for a while, but it, it creates this really awesome network. And so when there is a layoff and it affects people that you've worked with or you know of, it's it's a big deal because it feels more personal because the space is so small. So today we're going to have a chat with Devin about anything and everything layoff related. We're just going to have like a genuine conversation, see where it takes us. And remember that being laid off is never your fault. And just like some tips on how to handle it once you come to terms with it. So enjoy. I'm so excited that you were. Or I said I'm so glad. Fuck me. God damn it. Take it from the top. Take it from the top. Devin, I'm very glad that you wore your Cosby sweater because it brings me immense joy. Um, I hate that we have to call it a Cosby sweater, but every time you wore that to the office, I just giggle and I love it so much. I just giggle. Yeah, you could you could tell what kind of day I was in for based off of what I was wearing. So <laughs> vibes with the outfits i mean we're just here we're gonna talk about layoffs that's a real thing i don't know dev how what direction you wanted to go i think i don't know i i want to talk about like what's going on like with all these companies that seem to be doing it right now that like well and then all of a sudden everyone's open to work Right. And then like it lasts in the media. Anyway, it's in the media for like a a week and then everything's go is fine again. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then everyone and they're hiring again. And I'm like, did you just make like really bad hiring decisions for like a full year and need to like score earth and start over? Like what happened here? Okay. So I think we should just start there. Yeah. (laughs) So 
So like Devin obviously is good at his job. I think the first thing is just like, oh my God, if you're laid off, it's not your fault. Uh, you are not yeah, bad like, at We're so sorry. You didn't deserve it. Yeah. Point blank period. Nobody fucking deserves to be laid off no matter what. It's scary. It's weird. It doesn't feel good in your heart and your soul. And this is just coming from someone who's I, I have not yet been laid off. I'm, I'm sure it'll happen at some point in my career. Like it just feels if I'm going to be in tech, it's going to be inevitable at some yeah. point. But like my my dad got laid off in the 2008 recession. Like it was a whole thing. And like he had a family versus, you know, people who are in their 20s getting laid off. But it's still like there's a ton of uncertainty. There's a lot of feelings, mostly negative, if I were to guess. Yeah. Uh, but like would love to kind of get your thoughts on like what what goes through your mind like when you are alerted yeah of this. like what because I'm sure that if someone has like been laid off they're like what should I feel right now mm-hmm. uh and it can be anything like you can feel whatever you want but sort of how how did it how did you feel <laughs> um I think Bridget and I are we're like a couple years removed from it so I feel like we have a unique perspective there, there's definitely like short and long-term effects of it, especially working in tech. Sarah, you just, you just mentioned you never been laid off, but even like the, the landscape that we're in, yeah, um, like you know, it's like, going to happen. <laughs> you, you just like assuming that it's going to happen to you at, at some point. We're seeing it all over social media. It is happening. Like people are getting laid off. This is a real thing that's happening in our industry. It's been pretty rampant the past couple of years with fucking VCs throwing money at the wall and hoping something sticks. Definitely the the short-term effects of it, at least for me, you you feel, I don't know, I, I, I don't really wear my heart on my sleeve, so I try to like portray confidence. And, uh, but I was feeling like shit. And you, again, like it's it's not like your fault. We all did good work uh, where yeah. we got laid off and it just, it sucked. It's just the, the environment that we're in, but you, you definitely put it on yourself. Uh, yeah. short term you're like you know if I would have been more involved maybe on this team or spoke up a little bit more made my voice heard to the higher ups like maybe I wouldn't his, have been as expendable but I'm honestly it's for the most part out of your control um, yeah and then like having the long-term effects of it from a cultural standpoint how deep can you really get involved yeah. in company culture or like participate So obviously like the little bit of context here is like Devin and I both got laid off on the same day. We've had friends that were laid off at the same company. We've worked at G2. That's where we got laid off from. We, there were people that we knew that had got laid off maybe six months earlier to say that like, we kind of with COVID, like we kind of knew it was going to happen at some point. We didn't think it would happen to our team, but we had made it through one round of that. We were like, okay, like that was terrifying, but the people, at least I got to see like some people like make it beyond that. Right. So like mm-hmm. they, they were okay. Like they found good jobs, whatever they were obviously upset too. And, and I think like I was upset that those people got laid off, but I was, had that relief of like, Oh, it wasn't me. You kind of sit there with mm, like, it wasn't me. Like I'm better at my job. And of course, like that's not even true. Mm-hmm. And then six months later for it to happen to you, like my first thought when it happened was general sadness. I was just like disappointed in myself, in the company, in my career, like in what the company had told us. Devin, you just said like, you're not, you know, I'm the opposite of you. And I think I do wear my emotions on my sleeve. And I also am outspoken. And to 
to hear you say things like, I wish that I'd, you know, like been more prominent in those meetings. Like I was, and I still got laid off. So like, I don't know that that would have helped. And I think that might be the reason that I did get laid off is because I was speaking my mind, but that's something that I go back to and realize if there was going to be a reason for it, I'm glad that it was maybe that is just like, at least I advocated for myself. At least Mm -hmm. I know that at the end of the day, like I made the right decision for me of like, I'm going to, this is what I want. And like, if that company is not going to give me that, then like, I will go find somewhere else to work. But I think you can have all of that like built up in your mind, but it's still shocking when it happens. Like I was full on crying when they did it over Zoom. Like I was trying to like say, give them like productive feedback of just like, this is really fucked up. And like outside of being laid off, just like the way that you communicated with our team was not necessarily fair. Like, just be honest. I think the majority of times, like it's, it has to be a secret. I get that. But it's also like, don't tell me a week before that my job is safe. And then the next week have me be laid off. But it was still like, I don't know that I'm going to have a job. I'm going to be able to support myself in a month from now. All those feelings of like straight shock right away. Like it all goes through you. And then quickly was the anger. Like I immediately got mad, (laughs) not only for me, but my whole team was laid off. Like that fucking Mm -hmm. sucks. How do I, as a manager, not say like, wow, that's probably my fault. Anybody that I worked with, I was like, I'm so happy to be able to help you. And like, we're all in this together. At least like we had that, right? Obviously it sucks. And I I think there are good effects of a layoff too. Like long-term, Devin, you said like two years ago, like maybe that was the best thing to ever happen to me in my career. I, it's, it's like a crystallizing moment. It's like this moment of, I can at least look back to that time and be like, I know where I was mentally. I know because it was like, I had to be so real with myself in that like month of not having a job that I didn't have time to like bullshit myself about like, this is what I should be doing. This is what I, you know what I mean? There was no like autopilot mode. It was like, you either do this or you are going to be fucked. So you figure it out. Yeah. And I think that that was a really like eye-opening experience for me and I can easily look back to my time then and be like, look how far I've come since then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it also opens up, you know, like if, if you are planning on joining a startup, especially, you know, less than 50 people startup, you know, if you've been laid off before or like, you know, we're reading the headlines of companies like fast. I don't want it to be like a, this, a slam dunk session on them, but like <laughs> this shit scares a lot of us in, in the it industry. Should. They raised a hundred million and they can't a year later, they're not a company. But it, it, it can like bring up the question. Like, you know, listen, when you're interviewing with yeah. smaller companies, like maybe you need to start approaching those, those questions. Like how profitable yeah. are what's we? Your bur- like how what's your lying? burn rate? <laughs> yeah. How yeah. reliant are, are we on like VC dollars? Like, are we, planning on raising again, like just being, I know like, you know, our parents have sort of like very taboo to bring up stuff like that, especially in an early interview process. But, you know, we we are, unfortunately in this industry, it's one gotten so much more competitive than it was even five years ago. So that contributes to it. And it's just like the general word, unfortunately dispensable, no matter how good you are, if, if, you know, you're not, yeah, <laughs> you're not and like I, contributing to the bottom line. Like you're gonna. But there's be also things that you can do. Like the company can do whatever they want, but you can also do whatever you want. In a sense of just like if you are like what you just mentioned, Devin, of like asking those questions in the interview process. Like 
What is your burn rate? How much is the company spending every month? What does your runway look like? With the money that you have in the bank right now, regardless of if you've raised another round or not, because that's not guaranteed, obviously, as we saw with Fast, how much money do you have in the bank right now and how long will it take to get through all of that money? Like yeah. you can you can ask that question. What is the close rate? How successful is the sales team at closing deals? Is there a consistent stream of income coming into this business yeah. that you don't have to rely on outside dollars? Yeah. Like what is the churn rate and retention? Like, yeah, you can close all the deals that you want, but do they stick around? Because if it's yeah. dollars and dollars out, then you're back at zero. And you're like 100% as a candidate allowed to ask those questions. Close rate, you want it to be double digits in terms of- yeah baseline if you don't know the answers to that question. So like close rate for sales, if it is in the single digits, that's that's tricky. But if the average sales contract is like $3 million, again, one deal closings, really good. And in terms of runway, that's kind of, that's a personal preference. Like I'd rather have more than less. I'd rather have over a year at least of runway. And like burn rate also sort of depends on, on the state of the business. But if you're a 400 person company with a close rate of not a lot and a ARR of 600K and your burn rate is 10 million, the math there is not mathing. And like none of that was the employee's fault. Like that was no. entirely up to, like that is a leadership problem. But also if you're asking these questions and you're getting pushback from the company and they're not going to be transparent with you in the interview process, they're not going to be transparent with you as an employee. Like you have a hundred percent like right to ask those questions yeah. and get that peace of mind because employers, especially in the US, are responsible for providing your health care, providing your your way of yeah. life, like yeah. other kinds of benefits, yeah. especially if you have children. Like they need to you need to know that they are trustworthy just as much as they are looking to see if you are trustworthy as an employee. It's interesting the further like as I'm like five to six years into SAS experience, the more people I meet that have some kind of mm, it's either a layoff experience or a some kind of like bad leadership experience or something. And we get into interviews and then these companies like want experience in SaaS, but then our experience isn't necessarily all positive. And it's like, how do you balance that in an interview when you're saying like, hey, I have all this experience, but I have all these questions, but because I have that experience and you should see this as valuable that I know what the fuck I'm talking about instead mm-hmm. of like, mm, she has a bad attitude or something like that. Because I think that a lot of people run into that they're burned out from old companies or la- their last companies and they just carry this with them. And I think that it's important to, as employees to like, let it go. You can't like, you can carry that chip on your shoulder, but it has to be in a way that like is growth minded because you're the only one that could like make that shitty experience positive. But I think that a lot of people think that they have to explain it away in an interview why you were laid off. And it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if it's a good company, they probably won't ask about it, to be honest, yeah. because it's just understood. But also like, so Devin, like you're a little bit less vocal, like socially, <laughs> uh, like via social De- media. Devin chooses his words uh, <laughs> in the best way. I mean, that in uh, the best way. And like so much career advice out there is like, be vocal, like be visible, like no, no, no. It's like, there are other ways and you are like go- a good example of this is like, there are other ways that you can find the right opportunity for yourself. So walk us through, you know, what, how long did it kind of take you to get out of that layoff funk? Because day one, you should not be applying for jobs. You should be like handling your emotions. He was literally moving that day that he got, that we got laid off. I was. I was was off. He was, he was out of office. Dude, uh, are you kidding? 
It was the 30th or whatever. What's the last day of June? I feel like I don't know on the 30th. Or, we technically, the 30th yeah, it, they technically gave us our last day of employment as a first. So we would have health insurance for a month. Right. And they gave us a month of severance. Right. That, I think that's, that is nice. Severance. That yeah. is cool. That is cool of them. Yeah. yeah. Good old Cobra. Um, <laughs> oh, Cobra. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like super vocal. I sort of like let my work speak for itself. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I did want to hit up LinkedIn, hit up the DMs because, you know, the, the good mm-hmm. thing about uh, being laid off is that it, it opens a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of demand. It opens a lot of doors for you. And, uh, you know, with the last company I was at, Nextiva, uh, very grateful for my, my former boss, Gaetano. You know, it, it was sort of like the opposite experience that I had at, at G2. He was like fighting for me pretty quickly after I got laid off. Um, I met and him. That was because of your like networking with him beforehand of just like being friends on Twitter, right? Like, yeah. 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 And I, I got to chat with him uh, pretty much the, the same day. It was like, yo, my CMO wants to, to talk with you. Like, you got well. 20 minutes. Very <laughs> informal. And, and that's how, like, I, I felt wanted where, yeah. uh, you know, my, my experience at G2 overall was was good, but I'll be honest, uh, I felt, you know, there's days you feel like you're really fighting for your job. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's not a bad thing, but it's like, uh, it it always keeps you like, like you're walking around on eggshells. The, the good thing about, you know, such a high profile layoff yeah. with a company like Fast is that people are, you know, like publicizes you, your job. Yeah. Like what, what, yeah. you were just once a, a marketing coordinator at a trendy company. And now, uh, you know, people, people want, people want you just because, you know, you were part of something so high profile. So, yeah. you know, those folks, they did good work. They have that to look forward to is that, you know, Fast had a hell of a social media presence. Yeah. Um, and you could always piggyback off that. But um, there's so many helpful, you know, it's easy to be cynical in tech, but uh, there's so many equally as helpful people. You know, totally. one off the top of my mind, uh, uh, even after she got laid off, Meg Murphy, what instead of like really focusing uh, a whole lot on herself, she like put together a job board uh, for other people who got laid off and was like in my DMS and other people's DMS, like connect, making those connections with other people, like very selfless. Um, she's a good example. There's a lot of people like that out yeah. there and, uh, it's really not like totally hopeless. Um, the sense of camaraderie that happens after the layoff too, like, especially in your, in your specific field or industry or, or area of focus is it's really nice to see one thing that I would love both of your takes on is like the, the, um, like how the, how long people think about things. What is the word for that? I have no idea, but I know what you're talking. Attention span. Attention span. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I've heard of her. The attention span of like the market is quite short, but like, did you, did you see that sort of initial day one, there's an announcement of everyone's like flooding your DMS and then you're getting ghosted or no one's hitting you up or, or, or did that, was not that not necessarily the case um, around that time or like. Dev, you said that you were talking to people right away. I took, so it was great that they gave us that time, like the, all that stuff. So I took my time. I didn't, didn't post on LinkedIn right away. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, there was immediate flood of people that were in my DMs, which was great. And I think that that's a testament to like 
being on social and being out like it was part of our job I think at G22 so that was really like lucky of us but then I talked to every single person that wanted to because I was like I don't know who this person knows like maybe they know someone and it was just like I'll talk to anybody and I had a fuck ton of interviews I never really saw it taper off until I like accepted a job and I was like announced that I had accepted a job um yeah but I think that that's not necessarily the case for everybody that had I think again like the good part about being laid off from a high profile company and in the high like in the news is that at least we we were in demand because we people knew that it wasn't our fault. And fortunately for us, yeah, we being in marketing, we naturally have to be more social. Um, yeah, visible. With our, yeah, with our day to day job. So people see us come across Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, so it you know for for us it may have been a little bit easier. For me, yeah, I, I felt like I, I had to hit hit it hard pretty soon after that. Well, one, you know, I just moved, so my expenses were going up. Um, two, you know, it was really a hard of COVID, so we we didn't even really know like what the hell was going on. You know, G two was was one company, but so many other companies. If it wasn't layoffs, it was uh, budget budget cuts, salaries getting slashed, benefits. You know, I, looking back now, I think it was like I was a little ashamed. I felt like a v- very shameful and a little embarrassed. And that's why yeah. I felt the need to hit it pretty hard. But uh, like, I wish I kind of would have given myself some time. Uh, you know, I ended up at a, at a good role with, with a good team. But, um, you know, some folks might feel the need to join a company that they probably wouldn't have if they weren't in a place of like desperation. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think too, yeah. there's an effect to people that still work at that company too, right? That are like, do I need to now start looking for jobs too? Like, should I think about leaving if this is how they treat people kind of? Like we, it, it's a, it's a very, it's, it's like a trickle. The whole thing is just bad from the very outset of it. I don't know. Like there's not yeah. a good way to lay people off either, but there is a better way to grow the company from the very beginning. And that's what I think a lot of tech companies get wrong. What's the uh, what's the silver lining for for folks who are going through this right now? It's I not the worst thing to ever happen to you ever. I know it's it really fucking sucks. Like it's I don't want to downplay that at all because it's and our I, I we've said it, but like our experience is not the typical experience. I think with layoffs, but I think the way that we have been able to pick ourselves up, we shouldn't. Sh- sell ourselves short on like a lot of people can't do that either mm-hmm. um and we had each other and we had a lot of people in our corner and a lot of people that knew our work and all of that stuff I think that the silver lining for me is like it was just an experience that I'm glad to have had like yeah. I had the experience I can speak to the experience I can help other people that have the experience or at least the fear of having the experience or whatever and like, I have a success story out of it and I feel good about where I'm at now. And like, I think if I was hoping, I couldn't have guessed that this is where I would be after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. proud of myself for that. And I'm proud of Devin for that. We all have really grown in a way that we wouldn't have maybe been able to had that not happened. Now, now ask yourself that question too, Devin. Yeah, your, t- your turn, Dev. Your turn. <laughs> the silver lining in this is, yeah, being on the other side of it is, uh, I feel like in a way it has given me a confidence boost. I feel like I could see the warning signs 
yes. um, much <laughs> like much further ahead. You you could see the red flags. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not now not afraid to, you know, inject myself, ask the questions, ask the tough questions. If you if you haven't been laid off or if you're not as senior, you know, as the three of us, it's really difficult. You know, you don't want to feel like you're poking and prodding too much. But yeah, I, I would say that like it's in a way instilled more more confidence in me. I could see the red flags way before they, they get there. Um, and I just know, you know, if, if it's constant beating around the bush, if, uh, you know, in, in all hands meetings, it's continual, you know, just bullshit slides one after the other, we know like revenue is not on track. Hey, maybe start looking at some, some jobs. (laughs) I don't want to, I hate to leave on such a you know, no, we'll leave on. We'll leave on some positive like, tips. A lot of our episodes are like, and if it's not like that, find a leave. <laughs> Every episode, we like just rename the podcast to that. And if you need a new need a new job, we just launched a job board. Jobs.selfcontrolkids.com. Find um, a new job. No, but Dev, I think both of ours are just going to like we have more control over our careers than we think that we do, and yeah. and I say that in a time when. Maybe I had the least control over my career, but it took that. It took me not having any control over it to understand that like it really is in my control to be able to maneuver and change what I don't like. And like, yeah, it made me realize how unhappy I was there too. Mm-hmm. And like I maybe I needed to make a move sooner than I did. Yeah. But I think as far as like tips for people going f- like that have just been laid off, like take a breath, take a freaking moment. Everything's going to be fine. Um and reach out to like, that is, if there's ever going to be a time to reach out to that person that you knew from high school, that you had a math class with that works at a company that you want to be at, like, that's the time to do it. And like, that's the time to really hit your network hard because that's how you get conversations and like in your foot in the door and places. And like, that's the only way to really do it. Like, otherwise then you have to apply and you have to explain why you don't work there anymore. And like, you just don't have to have that conversation if you get in a referral wise. Yeah. That's, my, that's my hot tip. Just shoot your shot, explore your passions, you know, like give yourself some time, especially if you've got some severance, give yourself some time to, yeah. to explore like things that you never really had time for uh, while you were uh, working. I think too, like if you're listening to this and like you haven't been laid off, but you know somebody that has or recently has, like let them know that there are other people out there that are are have been laid off like it's not you it's a very lonely thing it's a very personal experience but it's one that other people understand too mm-hmm. um all right well on that note dev do you have cheese in your fridge can we talk about the cheese in your yeah fridge? i came What's prepared fuck yeah I, I love when our guests come prepared they're more prepared than we are sarah i came prepared but i like i fucked up on the cheese choices um i got mild cheddar uh, Sharp cheddar like, only, my guy. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to go <laughs> cheddar, you gotta go, gotta go the sharpest available. Is it yellow yeah, cheddar or white know. cheddar? It's a yellow cheddar, so okay. even worse. We're talking about how Dev not sharp cheddar. Yeah, that's Pretty, a miss, Dev. I, I I was making some burgers, so I, I feel yeah. like you're going melty. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to taste the meat. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have cheddar. What else do you have? Uh, some mild cheddar slices. I got some 
Uh, it's maybe like a, a handful left of uh, shredded cheddar. Um, okay. If you could tell, if you can't tell, I, I, I really like cheddar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. So I didn't come as prepared as I thought. All right. Devin, where can people find you so that they can slide into your DMs? <laughs> uh, I am most uh, responsive on Twitter. So at Devin Pickel. I know Bridget wanted to say pickle, um, <laughs> but it's actually P-I-C-K-E-L-L. Okay. Per. Thank you so very much for your time. Love you, Dev. Love you, Bye. Bye. Okay, love you, bye.